Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie. Is that good? Yeah, good job. Cool. Um, so, <sighs> we're back. I hope everyone out there who's listening, all of you, are also back and having a good experience on this planet with us. How are you? Oh, you must be asking me. Yes. I thought you were asking the listeners. Well, both. But they can't answer. No. I'm doing okay. Good. I sent you a lot of links about oil the other night. Yeah. I was deep on a deep on a rabbit hole. Did you read any of them? Yeah, I read all of them. Okay, so that tribe... My favorite one was the last one. Okay, that tribe. I didn't know anything about this tribe. I didn't go into it looking for anything really related to what this. What made you think, like, oh, I'm going to start looking at oil? Okay. I saw a random comment on a YouTube video unrelated to oil. Might have been a Russell Brand video. I don't even know what the video was. That just was talking about how oil is the blood of the earth. And to me, like, just that resonated a little. It's something that maybe I thought about before, considered, but, like, don't know. I don't know anything about oil. But so that's actually funny that even you just saying that, because the reason why a lot of – you send me a lot of articles, and I oh. read, like, none of them. Yeah. I read those ones because instantly, like, oil is the blood of the earth. I was like, huh. And I read it because I thought that was really interesting. It makes sense, Something right? that, like, I was like, okay. So I started – just Googling certain things about oil. Now, I've done a lot of digging over the years about the oil industry and different aspects of it. But when people don't tend to recognize if they're not somewhat inclined to be interested in these types of things, I guess, is how big and complicated the oil industry is. It's like the largest and one of the largest industries on Earth. It has so many different components and facets and the way we extract oil, the many different ways, and how much impact it has on all of our lives, um, tends to be overlooked. So, in my many like times looking at different things about the oil industry, what I've never come across was what I came across the other night, which was that tribe that essentially, as far as I can tell, was wiped out pretty much entirely in the 2000s, like recently. This was a this was something that I think based on what I could tell, was like going on between 1998 or so and 2005. It's a, I don't even remember the name. It's her, the Uwu tribe or something like that. They're a Native American tribe. They were essentially fighting Occidental Petroleum over their land that has natural gas. I think it was fracking, but maybe I couldn't really tell. might have just been regular crude oil. I think it was crude oil. Um, and how Occidental wanted their land. And essentially they said, we've been pushed off this land forever, and their pursuit of oil is greedy. But they started talking about their spiritual beliefs about yeah. how the oil is the blood of the earth. Also, I came across multiple like random comments from different like Reddit threads or 4chan threads. Not 4chan, but like message board threads, I guess. Where people pointed out the similarities between like how it's organic, how... In your blood, you, your blood can support bacteria and a host of life, and so can oil. How oil is, it, it's viscous and can plaque up the lines, like the the pipelines and stuff, just like your blood can clog your arteries, and all the similarities between oil and being the blood of the earth. Long story short, though, 
I thought it was fascinating that as recently as the early 2000s, indigenous... I mean, it still happens. Like, we know the Keystone Pipeline had issues with Native Americans and, and land, and, and it's real. But it's just recently, it's 2004, we have an entire tribe of, like, spiritual Native Americans making a spiritual argument against corporate greed, saying that essentially by extracting... What they were saying is essentially by extracting oil, you are taking the blood of the earth out and you are messing up our cosmic... You're killing the planet, but disrupting all of the cosmic energy of the earth and trapping humanity and just getting into such a metaphysical argument that's so interesting that would never be presented in any serious manner. But these are serious people. You're talking about the elder tribesmen of a Native American... Group. They're not joking. Their, their beliefs date back thousands of years yeah. and are pretty serious to them. So it's just interesting that that <laughs> I, sp- I ended up spending a lot of time with that. I thought it was. I thought I thought it was really interesting too. <laughs> um, and I I think the reason why it it sounds interesting is I think it is one of those things where you there's like you ever have like a moment where. There's something you don't know, you're unaware of. Yes. And then you hear it for the first time, and you just go, makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. That's one of those things. It just instantly was like, oh yeah, I mean that. I mean, if the planet is a. If the planet, all right. Plants are life, right? Yeah. Soil is life. Like things yeah. have life. Organic. And they tell us the that Earth yeah. has life. They tell us that oil is fossil fuel. And we've gone over, I think, even on this podcast, all the many times that that's been discussed as conspiracy or who believes it, who doesn't, whatever, whatever you want to believe about peak oil and whether or not we're going to run out or how many barrels are available at any given time and all that stuff. What they say about oil, just the what they're willing to say the consensus is, even admits that it comes from organic life forms. Now, they say that it's algae at the bottom of the ocean over time getting buried by dirt and then pressure and heat and over uh, millions of years, blah, blah, blah. But everything, like you just said, is organic matter. Like, we're yeah. all living beings on this earth. The plants, the the smallest things, the biggest things. So, if it is just as time passes and organic matter decomposes and returns to become like the oil of the earth and like the blood of the earth, I mean, I can see how if you weren't going to go into the psych, the scientific fields and you want to go into the spiritual fields, yeah, like, it's, like that's the conclusion. And it's a really age. cool, no, that's a cool like concept. But we should recognize that I mean, there's room for both spiritual and scientific interpretations of things. So, whether or not you want to get into the okay, we can synthesize oil because it's actually just carbon and whatever, and you put it together in pressure and blah blah. Now we have all this. Or if you want to believe, okay, there's a divine miracle that was given to us in the form of oil, and it's the literal lifeblood of the earth. And I mean, there's room for there's room for recognizing. I don't know um, merit in, in both. Aspects. Since we're on the topic of oil, I saw a tweet today, and I don't know how real this is. Okay, are we running out of propane? Yes. Well, I saw the same story. We are down under 35-day supply of propane in the country. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean, right? <laughs> well, I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm not even thinking from, like, okay, summertime, gas grills. We need propane. I need propane. But, okay, we're out of propane. I can't cook. Uh, we work in warehouses. Those Everything every runs on propane. Every forklift runs on propane. The, the, tr- the refrigerated trucks are refrigerate the refrigerant propane that fridge is proud as a propane yeah bridge it's like 
what are we going to do when we don't have propane? <laughs> I was saying, I told Where you, do we get it? Where I do we s- get propane from? I said the same thing when I saw the report. Now, I don't know how accurate that report is. It's one of those things, like, I used to... Ah, man, it must have been, like... I don't even remember how long ago. But I remember when it was a big deal about how much helium we had left. And we were running out of helium. And then we weren't anymore. And now... I went to the balloon store for Rose's birthday party, yeah. and there's a sign on the counter like, oh, we don't have any here, helium left, so can't get too many balloons. And it's like, these things, these things are finite, and they require a lot of energy and resources and people and Imagine power. Imagine if, if everything just runs out at yeah. once. I've been telling... I don't want to say it because I hate this phrase, but I've been telling people for a long time, <laughs> things are gonna. We're at the end. I mean, it feels like it. Do you remember the? Was it was it a Randall Carlson TED talk at this point? No, who gives a TED talk that's about the end of society? society? That would be uh, Jerry Diamond. That's right. I think that's his Jared name. Diamond, something like that. I think it's Jerry, but I don't know. But that TED talk, maybe it is Jerry. When did we first see that TED talk? It had to be. It had to be twenty fifteen. It's a long time ago. And, and that, that was talks from like 2000. Yeah, and we were saying, we were watching like, this is pretty true. Wonder what it will look like. Here we Guys, are. it looks like this. <laughs> Here we are. I know you don't want to, you don't want to say, oh, that's. That guy's still kicking, by the way. He's on Twitter. Is he any good or is he like a. Uh, I don't know. Like Larry, uh, who I do I like? follow him. Who's the Lawrence guy like? Lessig. No, Larry Lessig. Fuck that guy. What a fraud he is. We've had multiple exchanges on Twitter at this oh. point. He's re- both retweeted me and replied to me, and and always confrontational. Yeah, I mean, I think... And it's weird to think, like, I thought he was one of the most brilliant thinkers in politics, and then, and within the course of, like, three years, we're like, this you guy's know, an idiot. You know who else I think is a fraud? Who? The dude who wrote, uh, Listen Liberal. Oh, Thomas Frank. Yep. But that book is good, important. Yeah, but then you voted for Hillary Clinton. It's like, why'd you even write the book? And stuck with the, stuck with that whole line too. Um, and another one is uh, the guy who said, "So you got listen, liberal." To, uh, oh man, I lost it. There's another one who fits right in there. Uh, Lessig, dude, Robert Reich. All of them. They're all frauds. So many of them. Um, no, who's not a fraud? Who? Noam Chomsky. No, he is a fraud. Also a fraud. Not as big of a fraud. Um, if there's nothing specific you want to talk about, I want to talk about this past weekend. You just mentioned it with the balloons. Yeah. We had your daughter's birthday. We did. She's a year. She's a year old. That's right. I figured I wanted to do like a year, a year in review. It's interesting we've had this podcast for so long. We had like a year before I had a baby. A baby. And, and now, now we're going to have after, after a baby. baby. I can't believe it. So I can't year? believe... I don't know what's more impressive to me that like I was able to... No, I didn't do anything really. But I navigated a year of fatherhood. Or that we've stuck with the podcast for this long. Probably both. Both are pretty, <laughs> pretty impressive to All me. All right. So a year of fatherhood. How'd it go? What grade would you give yourself? At least a C. No, seriously. Look, you think a C is fair? You think? You... I mean, I've always been a harsh grader of myself, and I know I'm not a great parent. So, what? What do you? Where do you think you're lacking? 
Um, well, how about this? I could tell you the areas where I think I do well. All right, and let's do that. All the other areas could probably do like work. Okay. All right. Where so do like, you do well? I think I'm fun. Oof, that's like the least <laughs> important. When I think about me being a dad, that's what I like. It's the only thing I care. I think about it too. Like I all. Oh my god. All, I remember when I was in college, I thought about changing to a an education major and I'd becoming be a, a teacher. teacher. I'd, be like, I'd be such a fun teacher. And I really thought about like what a teacher is. I'm like. That's like the least important <laughs> thing a teacher needs to be. Same thing with being a parent. It's like being a fun parent is cool, but like that. I'm really a little loosey goosey with a lot of the other stuff. <laughs> so where else do you think you're strong besides fun? Uh, all right, fun is important. I also think I'm. I've gotten really good at the diaper changes. Okay. Um, that's good. That's an actual skill. That's right. A, that's a skill. Pretty good at diaper changes. You know what I think is a strength, but I think, like, Rachel doesn't think is a Probably would disagree. I, I'm able to, like, when the baby cries, like, Let laugh her cry. It. Yeah. And be like, stop that. I agree. I was gonna, I was gonna say that. I was like, you gotta knock this off. But I think that's a dad thing. Yeah. I think that, I think mothers, especially first-time mothers, are always gonna struggle with that. Don't let the baby cry. I'm like, no, let the baby cry. It's a baby. Hey, baby. You deserve it. Sometimes she needs to hear it, I feel like. Oh, you fell? Because you were running like a crazy person for 15 minutes? You live and learn. Guess what? You're okay. I mean, that's part of growing up as a baby. You gotta (laughs) learn these things. Dude, I watched it literally last night. I gave her a bag that was folded up. She was playing with the bag, trying to open the bag. She couldn't figure out how to open it. She didn't even, I don't even think she knew there was an opening to this bag. So I took it from her. And I showed her that it had an opening, and then I refolded it up and gave it to her. She was like, oh, I get it now. And then she opened it. It's like, they have to learn things. Yeah. So when you fall and cry, guess what? Next time, you're probably not going to fall. <laughs> Be better. All right. Um, what has been your... What's been the biggest surprise of being a father? Anything stick out to you? Um... Has anything been easier? Like, has things happened since having a baby that you thought, like, maybe from other people talking about I having... I thought when you had a baby... Now, I've been thinking about it, because, like, there's a lot of things that are going to come as time goes. But I thought when you had a baby, like, all of a sudden, you had, like, just, like, a tax collector that came and everything was just more expensive. It's not really what it is. Like, yeah, diapers are expensive and baby food's expensive and, like, the supplies you need is, are generally expensive, so you add that to it. But it's not much different than, like, when you get a pet. In that regard. Like, I the was, financial aspects. Okay. Like, I was like, oh, my God, my kid. It's going to be so How expensive. am I going to afford it? I'm like, well, I mean, it's just, like, it's a little more, but also, like, I just have to know I'm buying well, diapers. I, so, I have never bought a baby a gift until you had a baby. And people complain about babies being expensive. Uh, have you seen baby clothes? They're cheap as <laughs> They're shit. Cheap. I wish I had one dressed in Yeah, baby are you clothes. kidding me? I wanted to buy a pair of pants yesterday. They were 80 bucks. I was like, I guess I'm not getting these pants. If I were a baby. If I was a baby pant, they're like $6. <laughs> and, you, and so many people give you clothes when you're a baby. Like, you just, your whole wardrobe, pretty much. So, I, I get that. And it is funny that you said it's like a pet. Because I think about, like, buying... Okay, we have a cat. I have two cats. Yeah, you, like you, it's more expensive I have than to not get, having a cat. If I didn't have two cats, I wouldn't have to spend 
$30 on a giant bag of food. But you don't think about $30 it. $30 on litter every month. But You I wouldn't just give do the it. cats up. I just do it. Like, yeah. it's just like... <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. Like, that's always, like, one of the arguments for the pro-abortion people. It's which so is fine expensive. if you're pro-abortion. I, it's like, I'm, do you have a dog? I'm pro-abortion to a certain extent, too. You're like, yeah, some people can't afford it, so they need to have an abortion. Like, ah, I don't think that's a good argument, because, like... Oh, by the way, this is a total tangent. The survey person called yesterday, and you were giving me shit about being on the phone with that yeah, survey. That was, was I liked when they called, because I never stupid. get survey, and when I do get called by the survey companies, I want to give them the, the legitimate ones. You'll get surveys from, like, spam people. That's one thing. This was a little legitimate D.C. area code. I asked the lady what she was investigating for. It was for a lobbyist firm in D.C. trying to figure out. It was essentially about... It was for health insurance. And they wanted to know whether or not we wanted the bill. Like, when you get a statement from your health insurance, by law, it has to be sent in the mail. So there's a lobbyist group somewhere in D.C. that's trying to, I guess, pay to get that changed so that it becomes an online thing. And you said, no, I want I the want bill. I want the mail. <laughs> I want the mail. Because it's the only mail I get. <laughs> and I need to prove no, that I get it. The reason why I wanted... The I thought their arguments were good. Like there were some part of the survey was they were asking me questions on whether or not the argument itself against the mail was good. And one of the arguments was, well, we have to cut down all these trees to send all these mass printed statements to all of our customers, and it's a lot. And we could save all these trees and the climate change. I'm like that's probably a good argument that would convince a lot of people. So like going back to the the pro abortion people, like. There are good arguments for abortion, but I don't think one of those good arguments is that you can't afford it because then anyone who's got an abortion and use that argument, you can't have a pet. Because me, it's like the same. It's but it's I even guess, easier with the baby because you the baby's way more important than the pet. Like I also have a dog and I love my dog, but before the baby was born and after, I looked at the dog two different ways. Like, the dog is much more expendable now that I have a baby than the dog was before. And I love my dog. You know what I mean, though? The dog's not expendable. Well. But I know what you're saying. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. But I guess the argument would be babies turn into little kids. Little kids get then they, more yes. expensive. Well, that's the thing. Like, then you, then you have another kid. Sports. I was thinking like sports and okay, they want to like be if, in this. And let's they need say these clothes let's say, and tap. Let's shoes. say Rose wants to play hockey. Yeah, she's gonna be a female gonna hockey player. You know how much money <laughs> hockey know. costs? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> There's no dog on the planet that costs <laughs> that much. <laughs> but see, that's not an argument for abortion. They can't be like, well, I, I want an abortion because you play hockey someday. <laughs> <laughs> but that. No, you should actually let that be their argument because they would really start working against them. Because then it's like, well, then you're admitting this thing is kind of life. At this that is point. yeah. It's gonna play hockey. It's gonna play hockey. <laughs> then it's definitely murder. We right? solved. We solved the abortion issue. Yes, at least part part of it. Um. Okay. Uh. Has anything been really hard about being a parent that you didn't see coming? Sleep. Yeah, her sleep schedule is tough. She doesn't. She's not a good sleeper. She slept well last night. Um, but even that's not as hard as I thought it would be because I've never been too. I've always kind of been in, in consistent sleeper. Um, but also, I think a lot of the hardest parts have actually, as you get the routine, it's actually at this stage for me. I feel like it's 
feels pretty easy because we're just doing I pretty much the same thing every day. We're just trying to hit our notes. Like, okay, we had breakfast, good. We brush our teeth, good. Nap time? Nap time, cool. Lunch, good. Play, cool. Nap time again, great. Do Can we fit a walk in somewhere? Maybe not, but if we do, cool. And then it's bedtime already. Okay, great. And that routine... I think it's helped you because I think you were a before baby... You're not a very routine person. <laughs> a floater. So I think having a baby give you structure has actually helped you. Tell me what? What was I doing before? I don't know. <laughs> like, my biggest thing, right? Like, our m- mom and dad said it to you, and I remember thinking the same thing, and I never said it. But I was thinking, like, you know, Sal, like, when you have a kid, you're not going to play video games. I think you might play more video games now. <laughs> no, I told you. But when you were all saying that to me, it's like, I think I'm going to find plenty of time to play video games. Yeah, no, I think you play more now. <laughs> I, I think what I do less of is uh, I do a lot less consuming of other media that's not things that I want to consume. Does that make sense? Like, a lot of the time I would watch, like, I would put TV on or i just have... You th- watch things that you want. Yeah, now I don't have time to watch bullshit. So, like, a lot of the times, like, I'm choosing my YouTube videos more carefully. I'm like, okay, this just isn't going to play. Because, like, if I have 15 to 20 minutes to watch something or, like, to learn it's new gotta information... Be good. I want to know what I'm like. Um, That's why, like, I sent you that Crayon documentary, that two-hour... I didn't finish it, but I watched a bunch of it. And it was essentially the guy put together the entire story of Crea from a narrative perspective, as if it, she had, like, her standalone movie and just kind of went through, like, what she, her story is. Fantastic. But, like, I, I was looking for that. Like, I wanted KOTOR 2 content. I went through stuff, and I... Found that video and like, well, well I watched a few videos before like, that one. Like, this, yeah, it's like I don't usually do that or I hadn't. Now I do that a lot more. Um, I'm impressed with your, you know, before kid, you're a very big texter and driver. <laughs> you still are when you're not when the baby's not in the car. You still do it, which you shouldn't because like if you die, <laughs> your baby loses. I their disagree. Father. I never text and drive. But the other day I was in the car with you with the baby. You, like, never looked at your phone. It depends on... Alright, like... It depends on what I'm doing. Yeah, I would hope it depends on if the baby's in the car. <laughs> if the baby's in the car, I don't I look don't at my look phone. I don't look at my phone. I mean, that's a big part. Why? <laughs> this is an audio platform. <laughs> I want to know if it picks up. It would be like if we if this was a video podcast... <laughs> And you just dangled something in front of the camera that just blocked the view at all times. Like, why would you just sit here making noise? Every week. Every week. It doesn't oh, wow, change. Where did this even come from? Yeah, you made the noise taking it off of there. So you'll hear that. You'll hear this on the podcast coming off of the chest. Now he's got two strips of plastic in his hand that he's playing with. You know what stopped? The lawnmowers. Lawnmowers did stop. And Quinn. Is, where is Quinn? That's a good question. No idea. See? Expendable. <laughs> Um, all right, anything else about fatherhood? Uh, I recommend it. Like, I what, want, are you, what are you looking forward to? What are the things that, like, I can't you wait can to talk to her? Right, like, like, I really can't wait to, like, okay, have a one day to, like, just talk to my baby. Like, that's so great. Like, what are you thinking, baby? I can't, I don't know. Like, last night. But if she's a liberal, she's moving out. <laughs> like, last night, <laughs> she was running around just yapping. Yeah. She's saying nothing. No. I want to know what she's What's thinking. What's she doing? What's in your head right now, you psycho? When she was under the couch? What was she thinking? Why are you under the couch? Why are you under here? Yeah, I know. I think that all the time. Okay. 
do you have any aspirations for it? in term not like long term like you know president I, but I just really, like short term it's, it's sad instruments well i would like her to learn instruments and be like very cultured and dance but honestly like the only thing that i've even had thoughts about her future is like her being some sort of like resolu- revolutionary dissident so i don't put anything on her i don't want to I don't want until I know like what she's interested in and what she wants to do, and then maybe I'll have a dream for her just because I know that this is what she wants. But I don't have any specific thing that I want her to be. But I can see like myself becoming some sort of like enemy of the state, on the run, fugitive because of just the times we're in. It's badass. And she has to take up my legacy. I would not want that. She's for almost her. like <laughs> Natalie Portman in, in *V for Vendetta*. Like, she didn't want it. She just kind of fell into it. But she's taking up the cause. She's like, you know what? Yeah, I would own this. I, yeah. She'd be good at it, I could swear. Um, as her uncle, I see golf in her future. I really do. <laughs> she does golf a lot. Dude, the Mario Golf Course I played last night was fun. Except Maybe I, have to play I don't have the distance for it. It's all, I was on the champion tees. It's, you need to be long, man. Uh, let's, that's where we, let's wrap up the podcast here. I have played... Almost every version of the Tiger Woods game, the new game, the golf club. I've played them all. I played Mario Golf on Game Boy Color back in the day. This iteration of Mario Golf on the Nintendo Switch, is this a new game or has this been out? This is the newest Mario Golf game. I think it came out pretty recently. It's Mario Golf Super Rush. This game, when it comes to just the golf aspect of it, it is the best golf game I've ever played. I, and I really mean that. Like, the only... Actually, the, you know what was a great golf game? Like, just, like, traditional Wii Golf. Mm-hmm. Nintendo gets golf. Um, but this game is fantastic. The The little details that they add, like, the fact that there's a rangefinder, you would never need it, but there, it's there. Like, you can use a rangefinder. That's really cool. The motion-controlled version of it is hysterical. Like, it's fun. It's torture, but it's fun. <laughs> It plays like golf. It really does. Like you would I don't know. I wasn't really expecting that from a Mario golf game. But it plays it plays like golf. It's really fun. And I would suggest it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. And um I still play Pokemon constantly. In fact, I'm still playing more Pokemon than, po- than Mario golf, but like what what I do now is I'll get a few things done in Pokemon, and I'm just like, all right. I'm going to treat myself to a round of golf. Play some golf. <laughs> Hit the range. Like, Pokemon's I've your work. Pokemon. Pokemon's your work. It's like, ah, I got to go to the office. <laughs> got to go catch some Pokemon. All right, I'm leaving early. It's beautiful outside. I'm going to go play some golf. You know you can just do these things in real life. <laughs> you can't catch Pokemon in real life. You could be a hunter. I'm out there hunting squirrels. All right, well, I think we did a good job. All How right. much should we talk? That was like 30 minutes. Then we got the post. Don't tell people. That's supposed to be hidden. Don't wait. There's no more. I want to see, see Oswald Peraza hit. Is he up? I don't know. Maybe. It's probably already Um. Alright. Wait. I want to talk about this. No. <laughs> I'm so uninterested in this. Master Zilkus is a YouTuber who puts together... Who, from the beginning of Trump's presidency, he's been doing this a long time. He's been he just clips Trump speeches and puts them to the usually pop songs, but also sometimes lullabies. Like he did, uh, "Are You Sleeping? Are You Sleeping, Sleepy Joe?" That was really hilarious. But recently, about a month ago, he came out with "We Don't Talk About Joe," which is a parody of "We Don't Talk About Bruno," 
And I just get such a kick out of it. So we're going to play it out. And if you want to hear it, or if you want to watch the video, which is really hilarious, you go to Master Zilkos, Zikos, Z-I-I-K-O-S, on YouTube. He's got over 2 million subscribers, so go check it out. And it's one of those videos that I think can unite all of us on any side of the political spectrum. This is, we don't talk about Joe featuring Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Mike Pence, and a host of others. No, no.
Titans that are really fucking fun. All right, this is going. All right. Welcome to After Squirt Sports. Sports are back. I'm Frankie. That's Al. Let's talk sports. March Madness. Let's start there. Let's get that out of the way. Do we care about it? Single minute of March Madness. Perfect. Also, you just said sports are back. Sports were never gone. No, they were gone. We just don't pay attention to any. Sports. When football season ends, sports are gone. When baseball I mean, season starts, there are plenty of basketball fans around the country that disagree. No, those those people don't count. Um, no, but I wa- I've been watching a little bit of March Madness. Uh, it's okay. It is really entertaining. College basketball is actually. I was talking about this with Amanda. College basketball is way better than NBA in terms of like the product. Like you know how they always talk about like oh the product of baseball. The, end, the the college basketball product games are is always, more entertaining. But that's why that tournament is so popular is because the game... Well, because of gambling. But also because the games are really fun. The games are fun. But that's because you have... Like, like I can't watch an entire NBA game. I can't do it. Athletics. It's the same reason why if you watch the Olympics, which I don't. But if you do watch the Olympics, you actually like the competition aspect because it's... Something gets lost when you start paying professional athletes the millions and millions of dollars in, like actual athletes who do it for the sport and when you're in high school in college and most of the players in that tournament aren't going to be in the NBA and most of them aren't even going to be able to make money with basketball after that tournament ends it it infuses something in the competition I think that you lose in pro sports for as yeah. great as the pro sport is just something about having something about actual it. like amateur athletes. And those go they for care, a, man. A huge prize. They, like, all really they want, prize. all those kids want, is yeah. to win the natty. Like you're actually, it's cool. Every 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 Super Bowl athlete says the same thing when they win a Super Bowl. Like, oh, this is my dream, you know. But it's actually the dream of yes those kids. But, and I think part of it too is like something about you can only play it now. Like, yes. okay, if you're in the if you win a World Series, or get to a World Series... Hey, we can come back next year. Yeah. These kids, a lot of these kids, next Good year, they no will be working year. at insurance companies. It's the replacements. And, like, it's really cool that, like... Also, I just love... It's same thing in football, too. At the pro level, the worst pro team in the NBA is filled with five freak athletes. That's the worst team. Well, the best team in college has, like, a freak athlete, and then everyone else are just, like, athletic. And then there's even a couple guys that are just bad, but they're on the team because, like, they're good at one thing, and, you, you and it's cool. Guys. Like, it's cool to watch, like, people be... I don't know. I really like it, um, but don't like NBA. But mostly what I want to talk about is because we talked about it maybe a couple weeks ago. I'm I'm going to kill Brian Cashman. Are you still upset with him? Yes. Even yeah, after I'm, seeing Volpe on the field? Yeah. Even after seeing this Waldo Guzman? What was it? Peraza. Peraza hit a grand slam? Yeah. Even after, uh, you know, all the, you know. Uh, Oswaldo nice Cabrera stuff. hit the grand slam. That's what I said. Oswald Peraza is the other shortstop, is the other shortstop prospect. How could you still be upset? Baseball. I am excited. I'm so excited for baseball season. That's what they're hoping. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. 
I was wrong. <laughs> I thought I was going to be like very uninterested in baseball after last year, after the lockout. I was going to be like, eh. Feed it to me, man. I want it. I want it. I'm going to be paying attention and watching. As you should. I love baseball. Yeah. And I have to be fair to them because... Did they bring back the runner on second base thing yet? Because Heyman put on a tweet. Yeah, after. I don't know. I don't think so. Heyman just was bullshitting when he said that, right? It sounds, like, it sounds like he's posturing for some of the owners. Because I was giving them credit because they, they did away with t- a lot yeah. of the silly rules that are most of the reason why I get so frustrated with the sport because they treat it like it's wiffle ball in the backyard, which is fine if it is wiffle ball in the backyard, but it's not. They're like, well, we should we should it's put the that only rule. league of baseball. We I should want. put that rule back because, like, we had a shortened spring training. It's like, yeah, but you, Sav- it's your fault. We had a shortened spring. Have you ever training. heard of the Savannah Bananas? Of course. Really? Uh, I'm. So I my heard of them. my boss uh-huh. has a connection with the owner of the Savannah Bananas, really? and I. My goal is to be on that team. I, I think it'd be it really fun. Have you seen the kid who comes out? He's got a caddy carrying a golf bag with his baseball bat in it, and he carries it with him to home plate, takes out a rangefinder, zooms the now, fence, what league is that? gets the bat. It's just an independent ball. Is it the same but here's the thing. Like the Ducks? That's what I think. I can't figure it out. Because when they play their opponents, I've never seen the opponents are not doing gimmicks. Yeah, no. Like, these, like, I would almost hate to play them because I'm like, they're these playing are- real baseball. And these guys are just being assholes. Yeah, they're just being doofuses. But it's they're good. Well, and they're, they win. So it's, but I guess that's what it is. Like, if you're a good baseball team and you... You ever seen the guy on stilts? Like, you ever see him wear kilts for St. Patrick's Day? That's hilarious. The one guy's got stilts and he's like at home plate and he's like 10 feet tall. Strike zone is gigantic. <laughs> he can't hit the ball, obviously. It's just, it's, but it's fun and it's entertaining. They're like but the like, Globetrotters yeah, in baseball. Yeah, really. So that guy, the owner of the team... He just always wears a yellow suit. Like, that's his thing. He has, like, a book called, like, Find Your Yellow Suit. I don't know. He's a cool dude. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm going to... Eventually, my goal is to become a Savannah Oh, see, because I had never heard of them, and I'm interested in them now, because I think they're funny. I heard of them... But see, this is what... I brought them up because I said they're the only... MLB is, like, the only league of baseball that I'm allowed to watch. Yeah. If MLB were more like that independent league and allowed their teams to do that, then I wouldn't criticize... They're stupid bullshit rules that they institute almost arbitrarily, especially like the. Yeah, but you don't want that for space. No, I don't want that to be my professional major league baseball. Yeah. Which is why the rules should be as close to what Babe Ruth was playing as possible. But they're going seven innings. But I was going to say, like, if we were going to integrate the Savannah Bananas and like the Staten Island Ducks and like all these other teams, then fine. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I think they should almost become their own. Like, it already exists. Like, why aren't we putting the money... Like, why is it the only way those leagues and teams make money is through, like, merchandise and ticket sales? Why Why don't they have TV contracts? I would watch a game on TV. Right? Someone put them on TV. They don't don't put them on TV. Yeah, like, someone... Somewhere. YouTube, Netflix, someone go make a deal with me. Like, hey, this would be a fun thing. I don't know. I think that's the future of... A lot of sports. Of a lot of sports. It's like, these secondary leagues that have gimmicks or... Maybe not even it. Maybe they're just true leagues that are just second tier that go to these streaming platforms and you can watch live games at any time. No commercials. You can go back and watch games. I, I think it's just a huge market. Well, if the NFL is, becomes a devel- developmental league for the NFL, like they're trying to make it, then I think it 
baseball, we've been saying this, I feel like, our whole lives. Miss is such an opportunity with their minor league system. It's built in. Yeah, it's built in. You have so many games. And they don't use it. So much content. You yeah. can put... You could uh, you could fill the universe with baseball, uh, and it goes comes and back can, to the Yankees. Hey, guess what? I'm ready to kill Brian Cashman, but if you let me watch the Hudson Valley team, and I get to watch Volpe, and I'm like, right, you know what? I can't wait to watch this kid. All okay. right, but I can't. So right now he's just a nothing to me. And guess what? I want Carlos Correa, but can't have nice things. We got a lot of 20 year old kids that are going to come up this year. I, but that's the thing is like none of them are coming up this year. So like, what's this year? this year? We're just giving up this year. No, I think if I think I I tweeted it. I think this season goes either exactly like most of the fans think, and it's going to be a mess. We're going to come fourth place in the division, miss the playoffs. It's going to be a nightmare. Or I do think this team just for some reason has magic in it. And well, I, you got to like the names. They win, but you got to like a lot of the names, like. Gallo Lizzo and Donaldson and Gallo and Stanton. Those are names. Yeah. Like, those are names. They said and it. And that's Cashman's argument. They said that on Talking Yanks. They're like, this. I think Jake said it. He was like, you know, this is one of those teams where, like, if you walked in on your friend playing a franchise in MLB The Show as the Yankees, and you're like, what do you got all these players on the <laughs> Yankees? <laughs> it's what it is. It's like, yeah, like, these, none of these players should be Yankees, but they are. And this is where we're at. And let's see what happens, I guess. But that's but that's Cashman's argument though. Like he's gonna say to you, or I'm sure he wouldn't say to you. But this is probably what he's saying to himself. He's like, well, I have all these names. I mean, DJ LeMay, he was like my utility. He's guy. a name. I have Rizzo at first base. Name. I got Isaiah Kiner Falefa to back up. Not third a name. And short, but like that's good for a but for swing for the guy that he is. It's great. And my defensive player. Yeah. Not really my an offensive bat, my defensive guy. Your so like your problem is you still don't have a catcher though. Yeah, it's a big black hole. Like you don't have a catcher. You have Higgy, but that's not a catcher. Big black hole. But you have catching prospects. None of them are close. Or good. Or good. <laughs> Austin Wells is like the closest bat. Where's Austin Romeo? They're like they're like he can't they're like he long term he's a DH. He's not even a catcher. He can't He's worse than Gary defensively, so it's like, what are we doing there? We drafted a kid like four years ago. He's still in low A. Like, what is he doing? Why is he not? What is Anthony Siegler doing? Why are you still in low A? You switch hitting you're defensive god. Like, you're what are you? You're apparently terrible. So, uh, I like how we shut the doors so like. We would eliminate a lot of the noise. It's a lot of noise. It's so loud. Man. I can still hear the lawnmowers going out there. There's like seven lawnmowers going right now. It's a lot. And the dog is like... Also, whose lawn are they cutting? No one even has a lawn here. Across the street. Their lawn is this big. <laughs> I can mow it in two seconds with the push mower. I want to start doing my lawn this like this week coming up. Yeah, it's going to be cold this week. I'm going to do and it. then it's supposed to get even colder. I think I'm going to do it Friday. How cold is it supposed to get? Can't do it if it gets too cold. It's supposed to get into like the 20s. Oh, when? I think next week. That's bull. It's going to kill my grass um, if I put grass seed down. But yeah, overall, I don't know. I just can't wait for baseball games to start. I hope Aaron Judge can play. Even on the pitching staff, like when you're talking about your rotation really is going to be. It's going to be Cole, Italian, Montgomery, Severino. The other day, I was, listening, I was listening... All the starters. It just feels like, like shit. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about Montgomery. 
It's like he's a good fourth starter. He's fine. He's been his whole career. But that's the thing. If is he's like, your fourth starter. I think, you're happy. I think, he kind of is. I think the problem is, is we have too much of that. Like Everyone's Cole's your average. ace. Yeah. Cole's your ace. Sevy is a perfect number two guy. If he were, if he's uh, the if number he two pitched, guy, if he had pitched for two years, okay. Ty- Tyone's a great three guy. If he can pitch like a three guy, Montgomery's a great four guy. If he like, it's too many ifs, and that scares me. But it's always that way. And it Sometimes, but like, out. if you look across the city and you look at like what the Mets have, nothing about their rotation is an if. It's just like Degrom and Scherzer are gonna be good. <laughs> Uh, the dude that they traded for is going to be good. Well, Lindor wasn't great last year. Well, Lindor's terrible. Where is he? Is he a Met? Yeah, of course. I forgot. They gave him, like, a big deal, right? Forever. He's going to be a Met for the next 20 years. God. What a He's terrible... He's going to be a Bobby Benilla. What a terrible I guarantee you that ends in disaster. I don't know, man. I think the Mets are going to be good. The only problem is they got better, but every team in that division got better, so I don't think Unless... it helps them. Unless Jacob DeGrom isn't allowed to pitch at home for the year. And Aaron Judge isn't allowed to hit at home for the year. I bet you could... It's probably so much easier for a pitcher, though. You could probably make it so that all his starts fall. Like, he could still probably get 30 starts yeah, in. Yeah, you could probably figure it out. So bullshit. Be like, hey, you're going to pitch on short rest and long rest all year. Like, you're never going to have a... And it's DeGrom, so he's like, that's fine. I'll still be dominant. Um, Dolphins. Hell yeah, dude. Teron Armstead. Everyone's shitting on our offseason. First of all, we can not sign Teron Armstead and still I would say our offseason was fine. The idea that like we're going into next season and we're somehow a worse team. It's ludicrous. If, we have to understand that the reason why Flores was fired and the reason why our new coach is now Mike McDaniel is because they believe that Flores held us back. So just by virtue of that understanding, they're banking on just by changing the head coach they're picking up wins. Yes. So they that's why they went into this offseason and retained a lot of the same team. Well, that's why I think a lot of it is... And a lot of their targets were adding depth. Yes. And like that middle road depth, which we don't have a lot of. We have a lot of bodies, but not a lot of like I quality. Think we had a... I think Brian Flores was a leader. I do. I think I he was think a good so leader. I don't think he was a good coach. I don't think... Everything's a good coach in terms of like the players he instructed one on one could do the things he asked for and wanted. Maybe, but, in but terms everything, of getting the, everything team, you're saying you see from McDaniel is like the thing he preaches is coaching yeah. and making players better. Yeah. That is what he believes his job is. Is I think I can make every single player better. So, hey, make the O line better by just making them better. Yeah. You don't have to get better players. I would like you to get better players, but if you don't and you make the players we have better, that's a hugely improved offensive line. We're going to have a hugely improved quarterback. I really believe that. I think our running back game. Like, we had a Raheem Mostert. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I saw that coming a mile away, by the way. There's a few. There's a few. Like, the wide receiver we got from the Cowboys. Yeah. He's 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 better than our like, yes, like the Isaiah Fords on our roster. Think about like Albert Wilson. If he's now the new Albert Wilson, he's so much better. That's yeah, an upgrade. It's an upgrade. So maybe people want him see, more flash. You see, we've resigned Preston Williams. When he's on the field, he's good. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I mean, hey, it's whatever. 
<laughs> he wasn't going to get much more money from anyone else, so he might as well be with us. We'll see if he makes a team coming out of the We've re-signed camp. Derm Smythe. Yep. Gesicki was pumped about that. We have Gesicki. He broke that. Have, Did you see that? We have Agba. We have Derm Smythe. We have everyone. We got the whole gang back. I'm excited. Uh, I'm... Uh, Randall Antoine... Uh, we uh, went... We went in... What? What's his name? <laughs> Antoine Randall L. Not Antoine Randall L. Um, the linebacker. Uh, Amari, uh, not Agba. Obviously, you, you're Agba. gonna get there. You got it. Come on. You got it. <laughs> um, come on. Oh. You got it. I give up. No. I can't do it. Come on, you got it's it. Gone. No. My memory is a blank. There's a hole there. All right, I was just telling you, you got Elandon it. Elandon Roberts. Elandon Roberts. Hey, Elandon Roberts got a contract, and everyone was so pissed off. But like, you need a linebacker. Yeah. So, like, even if he's not good, like... <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. I'm fine with being fine. He last year, get if, we had, if we brought the exact same team back, last year, going into the season, we had people predicting 12 wins. Yes. We lost eight in a row. And remember, if if Tua doesn't get hurt at the beginning of the year for five games, if Tua starts the five games that he misses, we're probably in the playoffs. Maybe. Does the AFC quarterback situation scare you at all? No, I don't care about that. I'm kind of the same way. The way people talk the same about divisions. quarterbacks to me for the last 15 years has been crazy. Ever since Tannehill got in the league, I think it started. It really started with the luck draft, so that was like 2012, so maybe 10 years. But the notion that because there are good quarterbacks, there are a lot of good quarterbacks, therefore... A lot of good teams. Is not true. And, yeah, there are a lot of good teams in the AFC. But in order to, you know, be a good team, you have to beat the other good team. So we're all going to be playing each other. So we want to be a good team. You just got to beat beat those teams. You have to beat all of them. So I don't really worry about the quarterback situation. Because, also, we act like these quarterbacks go out... Year in, year out, and always do the same thing every year. And, and that's not we act like happens. they win 15 games a year. Yes, and that's not what happens. So, like, every one of these quarterbacks has to lead a team of men to to win a number of games. And some of them are going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Some of them are going to be 6-12. and 12. Some of them are going to be, you know, good. So, hopefully we're on one of the good teams. And if, and if Tua has a running game, like we said, and they sign Armstead, who's in Miami right now talking to the Dolphins people, if they sign... You have a new left tackle. You have a decently rebuilt offensive line. You're going to probably draft a few guys too. And you're going into the season. You're going to be you know, looking to do damage. And if you don't, then blame will fall into it. And then we'll move on to the next thing. But I don't like this notion that the Dolphins had to go out there and like sign Devontae Adams or something. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. Anything else on sports? Do you think that your depersonalization comes from not having enough human interaction and conversation and having too much screen time? No, I don't think it's from the... I'm talking about generally, like, the notion of depersonalization. Not for you, maybe not even you specifically, just, like, as a disorder. Or, what is it a disorder, or is it, like, a... I don't know. Uh, I guess, technically, I don't know the definition of a disorder, but I would assume technically it is. I wonder if that comes from just, like, lack of personalization. Maybe. <laughs> like, depersonalization? 
I don't know. Maybe Can't you need you. to go talk to more people in in person, and you'll feel more like your person. Maybe. Anything else? That's it. All right.